When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hail Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut, preteen Swedish boy. Thank you, Kramer. Hail Varsity continues on, presented by Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbo, Connor Clark. We say hi to Mitch Sherman from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman. On Twitter, Mitch, what's the good word? How are we doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're good. We're just talking uh, some Nebraska football, some off-season chatter. Elijah wants uh, confetti and streamers for the Denver Bronco hire. His Denver Broncos getting Sean Payton, so he's excited. And we're uh, eventually going to get to Nebraska basketball's uh, March. Uh, this uh, the month thankfully comes to an end, but but February's still <laughs> still uh, in play for uh, a depleted it looks, team. It looks- still looks daunting doesn't it, it yeah it, it's not going to be fun i feel bad for, for for big red hoops but we'll see uh their fight mitch uh let's start with signing day 2.0 tomorrow any any surprises any last minute additions you hearing anything or just gonna be matt rule and here's what we did to finish up uh with this second signing day yeah, I've kind of turned my attention to 2024 already, as it seems like uh, a lot of people have. You know, I've been in Arizona the last couple of days. Um, I'll be back tomorrow for, for signing day. And, you know, I expect that Nebraska is going to sign the four players who have committed in recent weeks after the December signing period. And, and um, don't you know, I don't have any information about a surprise that could happen. Perhaps um, maybe there's been a visitor who's come into town that, that we didn't know about. Those things happen on uh on signing day, whether it's in December or February, but, but as of, as of now, and, and again, I've, I've been a little bit detached from this for the last 48 hours. My, 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 my thought on the situation is that you're going to have the, the four additions, the two, um, the two players from, from Arlington Martin who played for Bob Wager um, for the last year, uh, new to the sport of football, then Demetrius Bell, the receiver um, from Nashville. And, and of course the uh, Sua, uh, the defensive lineman from from California, who was a big ad to this class um, as the most recent one. How was Arizona? Did did mom take you out for uh, for some steak and crab legs? Your mom? Are you asking about your yes, your mom? yes, yes, yes? Okay, just wanted to make sure. Um, <laughs> no, we we did not. Connect, we failed to connect, Chris. Um, I so no, I I have not had steak and crabs leg crab legs with. Um, with your mom, mom. Okay. but uh, you've been busy. But it's been though. a good trip. It's been it's been a good trip. It's been busy. Um, the objectives uh, have been achieved. Uh, I'll be back tonight. I thought about sending out some emojis um, in uh, <laughs> in uh, clandestine fashion to to uh, report on the on the trip, but but but. I'm not going to do that. There will be a story out Friday that, that will make it clear why I was here. Sure. No, I, I so, get it. You know, not any hints? Is this Raiola Radar? What, what are we talking here, Mitch? Are you, are you going to make mm. us wait till Friday? 
Yeah, wait till Friday. That's uh, <laughs> that's fine. No, that, that's why I'm that's why I'm here. I'm not. It's not breaking news, but but that's that is in fact why I'm here. It was was to see see Dylan and and Dom and others uh, connected to them. Well, good. So let's go back to, to last week and Friday before uh, the dead period gets going. The thirtieth, Nebraska sent everybody and their dog, except Coach Rule, to Arizona to uh, to invade the Riola household or stop by and say what's up. And then he takes his trip to, to USC. What's the race look like right now, in your opinion, mm-hmm. with Nebraska, SC, Oregon? I'm missing another school. Uh, yeah, Georgia. 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 Well, may, those may, guys. May, <laughs> <laughs> might, might, might deserve some mention in this, yeah, I would say in this so. situation. They've, they've accomplished a bit in the past few years. Um, so they can't go to the house. Uh, when the nine coaches came down on Friday, Dylan, of course, is still a junior, and, and they can't make home visits. And there's, there's a little bit of misconception about that. And they're not just with the Nebraska coaches, but – um, there was some with Jim Harbaugh when he when he visited Arizona um, in the past few weeks about what you know what he was doing. They 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 can come and watch watch him work out, um, which I did yesterday. Uh, they can they can they can say hello, shake his hand, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. You got to move on. No home visits uh, for for juniors. That won't come until next fall. And in fact, the head coaches can't come back until. Um, until after the season, the spring, the spring will will allow assistant coaches to go back on the road and and kind of do the same thing. So I you know I expect that if if Dylan is uncommitted when that spring evaluation period comes around, um, or if he's committed to Nebraska, that you'll see something similar where everybody on the staff um, heads down to uh, to the Phoenix area. It was just Coach Rule who was not here on Friday because the head coach can make only one visit during this time, and he came. Of course, on the first day that he was able to do that, the first day that he was eligible to in January. And then Coach Dvorak, Rob Dvorak, the linebacker's coach, I believe was with Matt Rule in Kansas on Friday. Um, so he did not come. But, but the whole offensive staff and the rest of the defensive staff was, was here at his new high school, uh, Pinnacle High School, north of Phoenix. That's where they saw him. Um, he is, he's moving from Chandler uh, to, to Pinnacle, uh, transferring schools. First day for Dylan and Dayton Rayola is tomorrow at the new school. Sounds like a lot of kids have departed Chandler, correct? That is that is accurate. Yes, um, Chandler perhaps underachieved a little bit in the in the twenty two season, and, and Dylan was dealing with some injury stuff that was that was kept quiet by the family, but uh, he wasn't a hundred percent. You know, which hey, that happens, and and. Uh, yeah, I don't know the whole situation um, at Chandler as to why the other players left, but there has been and the Rayola um, brothers are, are among that. They'll be, at, at, like I said, at Pinnacle, um, which is way up north in the, in the valley. Um, it's the school that produced Spencer Rattler, um, which adds to the intrigue by none, none other than Lincoln Riley mm. to Oklahoma before transferring to South Carolina to play for Marcus Center. <laughs> Mitch Sherman's with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. And Mitch, I want to back this up about two minutes. You're talking about that spring evaluation period. And you said if, if Dylan remains uncommitted or if Dylan is committed to Nebraska, you didn't mention any other teams in there. Am I reading too far into your words there? Is that just <laughs> oh, what I mean, you happen to say? He could be committed say? to Georgia or USC or Oregon or Michigan. Um, I, I, I just met – I don't – 
yeah, if he's uncommitted or committed to Nebraska, then then the Nebraska staff would would send uh, they would be continuing to recruit him heavily. But if, if he's commits, if he's elsewhere, it's it's you think this recruitment is probably going to be done if it is elsewhere? Yeah, I think that if if Dylan were to commit to Georgia, say in March, the Nebraska coaches are not going to send nine assistants to Phoenix um, to try to flip his commitment after after he has has committed elsewhere no I, I think that then you move on and and you respect that i mean obviously he's taking his time here he was committed to ohio state for eight months and that didn't feel right in december any longer so he backed off that commitment and i, I think the second time through or i know the second time through from from talking to his parents and, and dylan that they're, they're going to get this right or they want to get this right and and i i don't think that i don't think you would see um, an intense recruitment continue. Now they may, they may check in with him from time to time and say, "Hey, are you sure that's what you want to do?" If it's not Nebraska, but um, you know, Nebraska's going to want a, a quarterback that it likes in this 24 class. And generally, the way this works is you have one guy. So there are others out there who are on Nebraska's board. Um, clearly, nobody ranks higher on anybody's 24 recruiting board than the number one player in the country. Mitch Sherman's with us on Hale Varsity Radio. Mitch, when a guy like Dylan, who is committed to one place for so long and then decommits, as somebody who's been following his recruitment process, how much does somebody like that, say, revisit the school that they were previously committed to? Or is it more so a, a door's open for a Nebraska or for a Georgia, more so than it was before? Well, he, uh, Ohio State's not recruiting him anymore. That's, that's, that ship has sailed. So, you know, once he went through that whole process with them to be wooed the first time by Ryan Day and that staff and then made the decision last spring to commit to Ohio State and then stayed committed to the Buckeyes through the summer and the fall and, and backed off, decommitted in December. You know, with some players, and I understand why you asked that because, you know, like a Malachi Coleman, you know, there were others in the Nebraska recruiting class, Cameron Lenhart who decommitted and then Nebraska continued to recruit them through a coaching change and they ended up coming back into the fold. And that's not the first time that's happened at Nebraska or, or elsewhere. But in this situation, um, Ohio State's not a factor. He's not going to go to Ohio State. Mitch Sherman's with us. Hail Varsity Radio. Mitch Down in Phoenix. Mitch, uh, let's talk Nebraska football and good stuff by The Athletic on just kind of the Big Ten for 2023, some of the, the, the storylines that uh, Scott Docterman got into kind of ran down some statistics uh, attached to Nebraska. They're not good. And what side of the ball are you more bullish on for, for this upcoming season? Spring ball, spring ball, but if you had to pick one side of the ball, what do you think can be better for Nebraska next year? I'm probably more bullish on the defense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think in, in most years, most recent years, this is probably not always the case with a first-year coaching staff because there's, especially when there's this much change. But in most years, you have a pretty good sense early in the offseason which side of the ball is going to be the one that leads the way, especially early in the season. And then sometimes things change as players get hurt and, and you know, experience uh, changes and leaders emerge and, and, you know, playmakers emerge. And, and you have a flip situation by November in comparison in comparison to September, but um, you know I, I don't I don't there, there's not there, there's not one at this stage you know still in January or the beginning of February 
there's not one side of the ball that I look at and say, okay, that's the clear, definitive uh, group that's going to have to lead the way. Now, maybe I'll feel differently after spring when we get more of a sense from listening to the coaches talk about how those practices unfold. Um, or maybe this is kind of going to be the hallmark of a Matt Rule team where you know, he isn't really a specialist on the offensive or the defensive side. You know, his background as a coach is on both sides of the ball. So that's, that's kind of rare. Um, it's certainly rare for, or unusual for what we've seen at Nebraska. I mean, that's, that's never been the case at Nebraska. Maybe going back to Bob Devaney, the, the coach has always been um, one side or the other, and really offense, except for uh, Bo Pelini, who was, of course, a defensive coordinator before he became a head coach. And, you know, rule is kind of right down the middle. And, and so maybe the hallmarks of his team will be that there isn't one side of the ball that, is, is look to be the, the, the leaders. I, I think I, I feel better about the defense right now because of the returning and also some of the highly, highly ranked uh, transfers and recruits that they've already added. Mitch Sherman with us from The Athletic. Mitch, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for giving us a few minutes today. All right, good to talk to you guys. Thanks a lot. All right, there he is, Mitch Sherman with us. Didn't ask him if he's got a daiquiri in hand or not. Uh, maybe a margarita (laughs) possibly (laughs) Uh, Elijah gets to beat his chest about Denver next